Welcome back to the Vessel Podcast, where we discuss the highs and sometimes lows of getting to know God. I am your host, Lee Ann, and we got a familiar face and voice in the house tonight. First time in the studio. I know I'm in the stew. Yeah, you're in the stew. We cooking in the stew, you know. Uh, but welcome back to Kita Bankhead. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I just had a spill. We're That's okay. All right. It's all good. It happens. It's, do I need to clean it up? No, it's, it's like, cool. It's like, we'll get it later. Okay, we'll time. get it later. Okay, all right. Cool, cool. All right, so welcome back. Um, so what, to, what we're going to be doing today, talking about today, is um, if you've been listening for a while, you know one of my favorite artists is Jonathan McReynolds, and that happens to be one of Takeda's go-tos as well. And um, he just dropped a new album, My Truth. That is like flames. Fla- Do you hear me? Yes. It's Full, so complete good. body of work. Um, it's a press play and let it rock. And I love that. And I'll be honest. I now, in all fairness, okay. I love Jonathan McReynolds. But? No, but. I just, I mostly like the way he looked. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know. That's up. okay. You know, he I nice think he's talented. Ice. I think he's super talented. I've always followed mm-hmm. him on social media, but I'll be honest, this is probably the first album that I gave like a real listen to. And okay. I was very, very, very like I fell in love with it instantly. I was texting all my friends, like, have y'all listened to this? Yet? You did. You did. <laughs> so it was it was absolutely my first one that I really was just enamored by. Nice. Yeah, he he um I've been on for a while and uh this album really I feel like it was more personal for him. Um and so I really feel like I got a glimpse into like really even his faith journey too. Like I thought about that too. Um, and it really helps us to kind of reflect on our journeys. But um, in this album, he has the uh, album title as a song title as well. And so he talks through uh, kind of his truths and he's very open and transparent about that and what that looks like. So today's episode, we're going to talk about our own truths and then we're going to bring it back around to a topic I think it's important for us to really mm-hmm. call a thing. Because you might have to clutch your pearls a little bit when I say what I'm going to say. But that's all right. That's what this is about. We like to shake the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we like to shake it just a little bit. You know, Jesus flipped that thing. He did. So, um, but anyway, we're just going to shake it a little bit. But anyway, okay. So, Takita, tell me this. So, as you listen to My Truth, what did that, how did, how did you reflect on it in your own experience? The album or that song? That song. I think it was, that song stood out to me most because I think it really makes it very explicit. Mm -hmm. Um, When we talk about like all the ways, all the tangible ways I think that we see God move in our life. And I I think that I remember texting you and telling you like the very end of the song is the part that really says like, you know, people are waiting on me to just tell you my truth. So here it is like very plain and simple, very black and white. Um, And though I appreciate, you know, the metaphorical kind of semblances of truth and faith and, and just the way that he is able to be very artistic in his expression. I also really appreciate the moments where he's very explicit in his expression too. Um, And so it kind of made me think about like, what are the things that, no matter what, you know, I kind of stand on as my truth mm-hmm. um, and, and think about like what what is the thing that I always go back to? What yeah. is my core when it comes to my faith? So it really made me think. Um, and I appreciated that part about the song. Yeah, I like that. So I, I pulled up the lyrics because I think it's important that we even talk about that. So it says in um, 
sort of toward the beginning of the song, it says, and everybody has their point of view, and everyone lives like life taught them to. But I'm just going to keep my eyes stayed on you because you are my truth. And so to me, like in the midst of all that the world offers us, all that the world teaches us, his truth is embedded in Christ himself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because we can get distracted by all the noise of life. And um, if we remember to keep our focus, our point of view stayed on him, you know, things become a little bit easier um, to deal with or palatable, palatable to. How you say that word? Palatable. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Thank you. We all fam. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. No, no. I, I agree. I think the first thing that I even thought about is like, you know, there there are other songs that I think still kind of align really well with mm-hmm. my truth song and and also give me other things that feed into what I think is my truth. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I kind of thought about is that God always has all the answers to the questions that I don't even know to ask yet, Mm, you know, and, and it's kind of like a, whenever I do finally figure out, oh, this is the question I should be asking. It's like, God was always there all along with the answer, just kind of waiting for me to figure out the question. Wow. that's Um, good. And so I think that that's a central part of my truth. When I think about, you know, I kind of want to Push it back a little bit to another song on the album okay. called Detail. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Detail is probably my favorite song. It's the opener of the album, but it talks a lot about, you know, I want God in all of the big things, the small things, the the things that I'm not even really thinking about. I want him in, in the simple things. Mm. Um, and I want him to feel him in even the ways that I'm not consciously probably calling him into it, you know? Ah, that's good. So I think that that, that kind of goes back to this idea of my truth of God just has all the answers before I even know the questions. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I think you're right, man. I this is so even so recent for me where when I'm going through something or if something is stressing me, uh, no matter what the subject matter is, sometimes I'm leaning on my own, you know, way that I think I should be dealing with this, and never once do I consult uh, with God. And a lot of that sometimes is. We just forget. I know I do. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I forget. But I forget because I'm like, okay, I got to make this my habit. Like, it can't be a last resort. Like, if I can't figure it out now, I'm going to ask God. And when we bring God to the forefront of all these things, put him in the details, uh, in the small print, we start to see change. And we start to see how we react or um, really able to deal with some of the situations that can plague our minds and, and if we don't do those things. So, um, anyway, so as we talking about this album, um, talking about my truth and things like that, what is your truth? My truth is that I can do nothing and I am nothing without God. Mm. And I think that that is kind of a hard thing to do in a, in a space where you might've grown up in, this environment that's very heavily rooted in achievement. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and I think about like, I, I tried to think just about like my upbringing and just the patterns of my life and the places where I felt like they were most transformative in my life. You know, achievement is somewhere usually in there, Yeah, you know, whether it's like school or career or whatever. Um, and to be able to consciously acknowledge that even in all that you achieved, you are not responsible mm-hmm. um, is is something that I always try to make sure I center my truth on and to understand that 
I can do everything in the world and I am not the one who made it possible. Wow. You know, so so I think that that's probably a, a more central truth. I think that there are tons, um, but I think that that's probably one of the most central ones. I like that. Um, and that makes me think, uh, I was listening to something recently that talks about, um, the reason why Satan got kicked out of heaven mm -hmm. is like pride and, uh, and lack of gratitude. Yep. When we start to center our lives around ourselves, so being self-absorbed, um, being arrogant, um, you know how sometimes rappers be like, I'm self-made. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I literally hate that. I know the sentiment behind right, it. Right, right. I understand what they mean. But when I just, I think about that, I'm like, literally, like you just, we are nothing without God. And that's, that's biblical. That's somewhere, I think maybe somewhere in Ecclesiastes. I was trying to find it. I, I, I don't know where it's, it's somewhere, but we are nothing without God because I, you may have told me this. I can't remember. But when we talk about um, our creator, you know, mm -hmm. he is the ultimate, God is the ultimate creator. Absolutely. Right. He can't be created. Everything under the sun was created by God. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that, that, that levels out everything, every question I ever have, everything that I doubt um, in my walk, that just kind of just ceases because to me, everything goes back um, to God. And so, yeah, I mean, we're nothing without God. We, you know, we didn't create any of these things. Yeah, we can, we can bask in our achievements and, you know, be proud of ourselves, but we have to give glory back to him and all that he's done for us. Mm -hmm. And I think it even speaks to, you know, God and the truth of God being almost an anchor. So, you know, you talk about like being this ultimate creator, creating everything and because he created everything, like everything is anchored in, in him, in you, him. Know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so I think about like the sense of anchor, like of, of an anchoring sense of peace. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's another part of what I would consider to be my truth is God is my anchor of peace. Yeah. And even when things are changing or uncertain, um, or if there are just storms, mm -hmm. which, you know, that, Hey, you can't deny that. <laughs> like if you, the righteous are going to be tested. Yeah, so for sure. you have to have, um, some, something to hold on to. Yeah. And, and I think that my truth is that, that God is my thing to hold on to when everything is turbulent and just really like giving your girl a run for her money, <laughs> like for real. <laughs> so I think yeah. that that. That is, you have to stay sane. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and I think that that keeps, that keeps me centered, yeah. even when it's hard to see. Absolutely. I think God, for me, gives me hope. Mm. Um, I think it's something to look forward to. Um, when we become doubtful or just kind of, like, defeated, um, God is my hope. It's like, okay, there is something better. Yep. Um, there is something greater. And in all of that, he promises that he'll never leave us nor forsake us in those moments. But you have to have a level of maturity in your faith to really understand what that means. Um, because in the midst of the storm, we may not be able to see that or feel that. But I, you know, the more and more we 
uh, connect with God and build relationship with God, he provides that peace to us so that we can understand that even in the turbulent times, he's right there with us. You got to think about there's a um, one of the stories in the Bible when they were on the ship um, and the storm was coming and everybody frantic, Jesus sleep, knocked out. And it was like, like how? Like how? <laughs> it's like it's like Messiah Jesus. Are y'all are you gonna help us stop this? Stuff? Chilling. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't you know who I am? Basically, like you're in my if you're in my presence, like you're you're fine, you're safe. And he stood and he told the storm to cease, and there was peace uh, in the midst of the storm. And for me, that that was that was life changing. You know, when you think about that, because when everything is going on around you. And you know, you know who God is to you. You know that he can say one word, blow one breath, and it is done. Um, but it's, it's you got to get to a point to where you really can believe that in the midst of it. So. But you know, if we're being honest. Okay. Because when you're early in your faith journey. Yeah. I feel like they don't tell you <laughs> for real how much you're going to have to truly go through. And what kind of things you're going to have to lose to really be like, okay, all right, God, you know, so good. this, the, this is not, <laughs> I know you said it in the word, but uh, it's hey. not looking the way you said it was going to look. Listen. And you got to be honest. You got to be honest because, with yourself. Because, I mean, I, th- I think you spoke to like the this idea of a maturity in your faith, right? Yeah. Um, even when you think about like maturity in life, maturity does not come easily Mm. um some people are forced to mature you know in in a way that's maybe before their time but then you also think about like maturity has to come through experience and oftentimes it comes from difficult experiences Mm -hmm. you know and so I think when you're early in your faith journey it's very easy you know you coming up out the water you ready to roll ready to rock you know (laughs) you're just like yes and all of that is true like that doesn't change but I feel like that's really when the tests start and, and yeah. you, when you get to every different level of maturity in your faith journey, I think that that's when, with you know, they always say new levels, new devils, but mm-hmm. I think it's very true because with every step in your faith journey comes a new battle that you're like, golly, I just got over this, this other thing. And here you are, God, stretching me again, yeah. you know, doing, doing, putting me through, you know, another test to see if I'm still going to rely on you. And and even when you're having to make that conscious choice with the very little mm-hmm. mustard seed faith that you have left, I mean, it's easy to say that when you get to the other side, like, yeah, yeah I sure. was always there. You know, we was chilling. <laughs> you can't say that in the middle sometimes. No. And, and we have to be honest about that to f- folks who are on, you know, different stages in their faith journey. It won't, yeah. it won't always be easy. That's right. You know, it, it won't change the fact that it's true. But it just won't always be easy to say so. That's true. That's good. My cousin, um, she just turned 21. She's not, she's just, we all raised her. No, she was the family's baby because she was the first baby after, since us, you know. And so um, she texted me um, two weeks ago and she told me she had gave her life to Christ. And, you know, we had that whole conversation. I was so excited for her. Um, had never been baptized. So this was uh, truly on her own independent you know decision that she made and so I couldn't make it to the baptism and all that so I, I called her and uh, we had a talk and I told her I said as excited as you are right now 
I'm so ex- I'm excited for you because she, I mean, just bursting mm-hmm. with just excitement, ready to be on fire for God. And I love it. And I told her, I said, I want you to bottle this feeling up, put a top on it, you know, because you're going to need this yep. in the journey. Because I don't ever want you to forget how you how you felt in this moment when you said yes to God, because life is not fair. Life is going to throw some things at you because God, he he has never told us that the journey would be easy. You know, this is not this is this ain't heaven right here. This is just this temporary right here. Um, I said, but when you when you get to those moments in your life, you can reach back into this jar. Just open it a little bit, get you a little sniff of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little whiff. So you can remember that God is still good, mm-hmm. even in these moments. And so to me, I think um, I think it's so important that we really and really, you know, focus on that. Like we we know the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that. Um, and so that leads me to my truth. And it's kind of a dark truth. Okay. <laughs> um, and some something that I'm I'm working through. So <clears throat> what I've discovered, and, and maybe this is just something I felt uh, along the journey, but sometimes my faith in God suffocates me. Mm. Um, and so what I mean by that is sometimes it's like I have this battle in my mind, right? I'm just going back and forth, back and forth of what I know to be true about who God is to me. What I what I genuinely know God to be, and on the other side, it's like wh- whatever it is that I'm going through or experiencing in that moment, it's saying the exact opposite. And I know I know that it is a, a play out of the devil's handbook. I try not to even mention Satan much, but um, but it, it's it sometimes it suffocates me to where I feel like I cannot breathe. I'm like. Lord, I need clarity. I need some peace. I, you know, and sometimes I have to, um, one of my pastors, uh, old pastors would say, like, you have to call on God, like call him by his names and what you need him to be in that moment. You know, he, he has lots of different names, Jehovah Jireh, um, you know, all of these different things. My mind is going to blank right now, but you have to call on him in those times. But when I feel like I'm being suffocated, I'm like, I'm supposed to be this, you know, strong believer in God. And why do I feel like I can't break out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mentioned earlier in the ep- in, in this episode about Psalms 23. And that has literally been a, a passage in the Bible that has saved me. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of who God truly is. It's like when I, when I have, it's, it's like an answer to a lot of questions that I always have um, and how it starts off. I, I mention this often, but the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So he is guiding me, you know, through life. He, he truly is. And I, I truly follow him. You know, he's guiding me through life. I don't have to want for anything. So I lack nothing and all that I want need and all these I lack nothing. Um, and he provides a sense of peace uh, to me in those troubled times. So although this may be a dark truth, uh, you know, in my life, I feel like I'm I'm moving past it now. Like I'm moving past the suffocation to where I feel like I can, I can breathe freely. Mm. 
Well, one, I don't, I guess I don't hear the dark part. <laughs> um, I want to acknowledge that that's your, you know, that's your truth. Your truth. So we want to keep that there. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know. I mean, have you, have you entertained the perspective that not changing, not trying to change your words or, or add anything to it, but I know you kind of are characterizing it as this sense of suffocation, but could it just be a sense of persistent closeness? Mm. You know? That's good. I never considered it in that way, but... And the only reason I say that, because, you know, like, when you think about suffocating, it's like something that's all-encompassing everywhere, even has a sense of, like, pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what also feels like that? What's that? A really good hug. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... So that so, yeah. Might I offer? That's good. <laughs> you know that 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 feeling is is more of a persistent closeness than than a strangulation. Yeah. You know. That's good. I like I, I like I like that because that's that's so true. I I feel I don't even know how to put it in words, but I feel so close to God. Mm-hmm. I, I I I do. I feel so connected. I feel like I have. Mm-hmm. I just have a strong connection to God and and I don't know I mean it, it took a lot of just meditating and spending time with him but I I mean I tell anybody you know my life of course is not perfect nobody's life is perfect you know um but I know that that, that I serve a perfect God and so through that through his grace through his mercy I've been able to go through life you know in in, in, with grace really I mean um and I'm <clears throat> I'm grateful for that uh, in that moment but all of this brings me to kind of our closing question which it'll be a good conversation um I think in all that we've talked about today and all that we have uh, really kind of discussed um it brings me to this question that can sometimes be a little controversial um, but, you know, we grew up in church where mm-hmm. it's kind of a call. What you call it? Call and response. Call and response, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I said God is good. Then all you the time. Say, all the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Okay. So that's been something we have grown up on for years, right? And there's there's strength. There's power in that saying. But is God really good all the time? I think God is good all the time. I think God just doesn't feel good all the time. And what I mean by that is that kind of like we've talked about with, you know, this evolution of your life's journey and, and things that may happen, God just doesn't feel good, you know, and that doesn't change the fact that God is good. I think it's just, it's harder to sit in that goodness when in the moment you're like, it almost feels like I think I think something that I kind of sense when you were just talking about your closeness to to God, you know, is this a love that also feels like a little bit of an obligation and it, and let me not say obligation, a responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and there's a sense of responsibility that comes with it because of how we've come up in the church and because of, you know, the rituals of of what our faith has kind of looked like from a very young age and sometimes when there's so much ritual, there's very little 
space for questioning. Yeah. And I think that there's very little space for reflection um, because ritual is just do because it is. Because it I is. remember <laughs> I have so many church memories of not having a clue what was happening <laughs> in my church when I was younger because it's very, very anything you could think of when you look at like what's depicted as like a typical Southern church mm-hmm. in like movies and stuff, you know, with the like rickety, you know, <laughs> pews and stuff like that was Mount Avery okay that was my church and so I I think back to that and I'm like I had so many questions I had no clue on the why yeah of so many things and so I was just like this is dumb a lot of this just <laughs> felt very dumb it's like yeah. why do we have to do this why do I have to wear it? like it didn't make sense like sunrise service what is this why am I having to be up so early like it just yeah a lot of the stuff just didn't make sense because it was rooted in ritual and and now that I'm older and I've had my own relationship with God. I understand the I understand the place for ritual, and I also understand the place for relationship. And I think that if you haven't had a secure foundation of both, then it takes a lot more work to understand that God is good all the time, even when it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think the ritual gives you the structure, and it helps you solidify those truths of all the things that you know God is and all the things that we know in God's Word. But I think the relationship is what helps you – know that sometimes that will feel very fluid, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change the fact that God is still good. That's good. You know, so I, I think that, again, going back to, you know, allowing yourself to mature in your faith journey and thinking about what that means for you um, is being okay saying, like talking to God and saying, God, I am not really, I'm not feeling what, what you're trying to do here. Like, and, and knowing that God is going to take you through some unpleasant things and knowing that he's still the one driving, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he's taking you on a, on a very unpleasant journey sometimes and still, you know, knowing that he's driving, like in my own personal life, I can't tell you that I have had a clue, you know, what was going to happen. But I remember feeling an overwhelming sense of peace because I kept saying to myself that God has brought me through hard things before, Mm -hmm. you know, God has never not done what God said they were going to do, you know, like in, and, and I kept telling myself and telling other people that God's word is not going to return to me void, you know? So I may not have a clue what's happening. (laughs) I may not, you know, necessarily always have the answers to what's next, but I know who's driving, Absolutely. you know, and I know who's leading and mapping out the journey. So I say all that to say that he is good. It just don't feel good all the time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because, I mean, <clears throat> I think we all have moments that we forget about the goodness of God in the midst of it. Um, and, you know, it's a it's something that we have to kind of embed in our minds, too. Like, we, we just have to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also comes with, uh, with experience, um, that comes with, uh, leaning and depending solely in Christ. Um, and you know, that takes time sometimes that it does. And you, you're right. It doesn't always feel good. Um, for some people, most time, it, most times it mm-hmm. doesn't feel good. Especially over the last like three or four years. Yeah. Like it would be naive not to say that everybody just been, <laughs> I hear chilling, you know, right. like the world has been upside down and back again. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, somebody asked me this before I've asked a couple people myself, um, is suffering a prerequisite to Ooh. experience the goodness of God? Wait, were you done? I'm done. 
Because I feel like you got out of yours. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, look, you just kicked it back to me. Um, it's on you again. No. I'll be honest, I struggle with this. I do. I struggle with this. Um, I don't, because I think, I, I talk to my friends a lot about this, you know, and and I think about, you know, the sense of trials and tribulations. I think that's always been something this idea of, of, you know, this is this is just what happens when you are one of God's children. But I sometimes struggle um, with if it's required. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that there there are valuable moments when you have to be met with a situation that you say there is absolutely no other way. Yeah. Um, to get through this without God. But sometimes I feel like I would have got some of them lessons another way with a little less pain. <laughs> I mean, just being <laughs> honest, like, I mean, just being real. And, and those are some of the answers that I have had to kind of, or, yeah, those are some of the answers that I've kind of had to just become okay with not knowing. And I think that that's where the trust part comes back in of saying like, God, I don't know why you did that. I don't know why I had to go through that. Like, I didn't get the lesson. You know, I don't. And, you know, it may be something that's repeating in some other way. You know, I use therapy to help me figure that out, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think I do. Like, I, I don't I don't know why we had to do that. Yeah. Like, why we had to go the long way. Can yeah. you, could you not have just shown me that? Um, but I also just have to trust that. I don't think that he always sends the situation. I, that I don't necessarily think that I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when the situations find me, yeah, you know, he's kind of helping me navigate through that so that I still am going to be okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that we, I don't know. I struggle with that. That's good. Me too. I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't think I believe that it's a requirement. Um, God is good just because he's good. Um, and, uh, I don't think that, uh, I have to suffer I'll go through suffering to experience that um, or to know that um, God is good. Does it happen? A- absolutely. Um, but I don't believe that it is this prerequisite uh, to really like unlocking the full goodness of God. I know many people who have suffered immensely, mm-hmm. um, suffered through loss, loss after loss after loss or whatever the case may be, just dealt a bad hand, like things that have happened to them that they have no control over uh, multiple times. Um, <clears throat> and so to those to those people, sometimes it's, you know, I, you have to ask yourself, like, Lee, you know, um, when does it stop? When does it end? Um, if God is so good, why is all these things happening um, to me? Um, that kind of thing. And so, again, that, that comes with uh, continuing to build relationship and, and being close uh, to God. I know that sounds real simple to say, but not necessarily easy to do um, in those moments. But, um, but yeah, that's something I've had to sit with because I really didn't have a firm answer. But you said something that really, really resonated with me when you said sometimes I just have to um, rest in, in, a, in the I don't know why it happened. Or in the I don't know why I had to go this route to get to um, the end, but uh, I trust God, and that's what we have to get to. We just sometimes we just have to trust Him, and trusting blindly is what faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as our faith builds, 
um, we're able to kind of reconcile with those unanswered questions or those things that we just can't logically understand because our, I mean, let's be real. I mean, our human brain sometimes just cannot compute um, the things that God does in our lives. And I think it's also, you know, we have to remember that God created everything with an idea of balance. So for one thing, there's something that balances it in the exact and opposite way, right? Yes. And so in the way that we expect and have come to expect these trials, tribulations, struggles, hardships, whatever, you know, I don't know that we are consciously, you know, or at least being as vocal about expecting abundance and, yeah. you know, and expecting blessings and expecting good because for every situation, regardless of how, if it's clear to see, um, you know, there is also a benefit. It may not necessarily be direct or it may not necessarily be something that's immediate, you know, but usually there is something that has happened because of something else, you know. So let's say, for example, you know, I'll be, be very honest about my journey. You know, I walked away from a position that I was like, ooh, this is stable. This is something that I know is going to happen. And I've always had this very stable energy and not quite sure, you know, what, why I needed to make that decision. Mm -hmm. But then also knowing now that it made space for new things, you know, so even losing something old sometimes makes space for new And I think if we speak on the newness and the expectancy of abundance, just as much as we speak on this expectancy of hardship, I think it helps balance out this, this feeling of like, Oh God is just tearing me down, you know, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I I think that I I always challenge myself and I try to challenge others, you know, expect abundance, you know, expect, expect God to do what he said. Amen. Yes. Yes. That's good. Oh, that was good closing. Thank you. you wow. Know, you did that. You know, yeah. it's, it's being in the studio. Come on. It's the stu- <laughs> See, isn't it the energy that comes here? Okay. All right. That's what I thought. So, all right. So with all of these things, we both landed on a scripture that I think kind of sums all of these things up in Romans 8 and 28. Mm-hmm. Our good brother Paul was talking um, and giving us some good wisdom. And he says this, and we know that in all things, not some things, all oh. things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Okay. So I think now this, this scripture also has some caveats. That's going to have to probably be another episode. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's got some caveats in it. So it's not like a, this applies to everybody. It's got the fine print. It's got the fine <laughs> print. Like, Ooh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to do this uh, verse mapping for this one. But, um, but yes, but I think this verse land uh, is, a, is a good landing spot for this episode. Um, is God really good all the time? Yes, he is, even when it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, he is good. All things that come from God is good. And um, I think we can land right there for today. Um, Takeda, thank you. Thank you. This has been fruitful. It's always a pleasure being here. Yes. Always. I'm always happy to come back. Okay. Well, I'm going to hold you to that (laughs) because you're close to me now in proximity. So you can get over here. Uh, We're going to have Mia on here with us the next time. I'm ready. Yes. um, And I think we're going to have a good time. So, um, So thank you again. And with that, peace.
Thank you for listening to the Vessel Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please check out the YouTube. Just type in the search engine, the Vessel Pod. You should see the podcast pop up. Remember to subscribe and like the videos. You can catch all of our visuals of our episodes that are available there. Also, check out the website, www.thevesselpod.com, when you have a little free time to catch up on old episodes. So with all of that, be blessed. Peace.